Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Why does society put so much pressure on us about whether or not we want a chocolate souffle at the end of our meal? Like, why is that a thing? How come when you go to a fancy restaurant, the second you sit down, they start harassing you? If you want the chocolate souffle, you need to order it now because it takes about a good hour to cook. I don't know. I don't even know what I want to drink. My bread, I haven't even had bread yet. I don't know how much room I have for my entree. And when the, when the entree comes, I don't know if I want dessert and maybe I want the sorbet. I have to know in the moment. It's so stressful. It's like the people that send out those wedding invitations with a, the, a checklist. And it's like, do you want the salmon, the steak, or the vegetarian meal, which will consist of random shit we find in the kitchen to throw together to make you happy? Like four chickpeas and a carrot. I mean, I don't know what I want nine months from now, you guys, for dinner. I don't know. And choosing it just feels like you're just weird. It feels stressful. I mean, doesn't it kind of feel like the show Love is Blind on Netflix where the people get engaged through a wall and they never met before? That is what it feels like to order chocolate souffle before you even sit down to eat your meal. It's like Love is Blind on Netflix. And it's like you're getting engaged to a chocolate souffle that you don't even know you want because you don't even know if you're going to be hungry for it or in the mood for it when you see it in person. So because of that, I usually... I usually shun the chocolate souffle. I shun it. I am not going to be bullied into ordering my dessert before I even order my appetizer. I don't know what I want for dessert. But then when it arrives at other people's tables, it looks delicious with its gooey, uncooked filling. I look at it and I'm like, I wish I ordered that an hour and a half ago, but I didn't. And now I'm stuck with a biscotti that's scratching my throat. It's so dry, it actually, I'm choking on it because I didn't have the guts to commit to a chocolate souffle. That's the truth. Basically, what I'm getting at is I am jealous. I am jealous of the people who throw caution to the wind and just go with the chocolate souffle decision. They know what they want and they ended up in a way better place than I did. And you know what? I respect you guys. I do. I want to be you guys but I'm just not. So I'm going to have to stick to lemon sorbet, like some sort of dime a dozen loser. I was like an after-school special, the way that whole thing just turned around. Anyway, a little housekeeping, if you will, on a lighter note. First of all, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast and following it, subscribing it, leaving reviews. You guys, leaving reviews, if you like this podcast, is really important, believe it or not. So if you can go on Apple and leave a review, that would be amazing. If you've done it already, I love you. And to those of you who have shared my podcast, you guys, sharing is caring. That's how people are going to find out about this podcast. So this is actually not scientifically proven and I'm not a doctor, as I like to remind you, even though I like to pretend that I am because I'm Jewish. Every time you share my podcast in your story, you actually get more collagen. Like it's not proven by science, but it's my own theory. So if you have shared my podcast, you guys, your skin looks amazing. I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. In fact, I find it kind of hilarious. So much so, I even made a show about it, and it's called Social Studies. I'm your host, 
Jenna Kingsley. Let's get started with today's episode. My guest today is, this is a really exciting one. It's my best friend, Kim, who has, when I say my best friend, my whole life, I'm not exaggerating. We were born in the same day in the same hospital. Same doctor. Same delivery doctor. We grew up a block apart. We went to the same school. Then we transferred schools for high school. Then we went to the same college. Then we both transferred out of the same same college. We transferred out of the same college. But by the way, unplanned. It was not planned. She caught the bouquet at my wedding. She also married a guy named Dave after that. And we've just been best friends literally our whole life. But I feel like it's a dream come true for you to be like having a conversation with me <laughs> with a microphone. Obviously. Okay, I want to talk about Venmo. I'm actually dying to talk about Venmo. Okay. You're a Venmo user. I use Venmo. I like Venmo. I know your experience with Venmo was sort of like... I just want everybody to send me a dollar. Is it really going to happen? Oh my God. I totally forgot that story. No. Well, first of all, oh my God, that's Do such you a, remember yes. That? Okay. So you guys, when I first <laughs> discovered Venmo. By the way, when you first discovered Venmo, like Venmo had been out for a little bit. It had been already, out. And it was like forever. an after the fact. And you were, and you were like, Hey guys, I just discovered Venmo. I was so excited <laughs> I, by the, the idea of Venmo that you could just send people like a dollar. So I started tweeting out like if, if you know who wants a dollar on Venmo and I started to literally just Venmo strangers a dollar yes, yes and then I went out one night with my friend Claire we went to go see Stevie Nicks at Madison Square Garden and I was doing live stories and asking people to Venmo us so we can have fun that night. Okay. So literally so <laughs> like my friend Rob Venmo does $20 for beers and I'm posting like, thanks for the beers. Someone Venmo does like money for the subway to get home. We made it through the whole night Just on, on Venmo, Venmo donations. That's amazing. So my feeling on Venmo is pay it forward. Cause I had done a whole thing, just Venmoing whoever t- tweeted at me. Right. Because I had said to people, if you want me to Venmo you, tweet at me and I'll Venmo you a dollar. And I did. And I think people were surprised that I did it. I want to do that again. Totally. It's like a GoFundMe, but as a gift without a without, with without a dot no org. <laughs> with no cause other than just fun. Fun. It was so fun. I was just randomly Venmoing people things and I'd write really inappropriate captions, which brings me to my next question. Do you have your Venmo activity public? No. no. I'm obsessed with people that do. I don't understand people that do and it's weird. And I also don't become friends with like people I Venmo like professional, not professionally, what but do you like- mean become friends? Like, so you can become friends with people- and On then Venmo? On Venmo. And if you're friends with them, like it's based on privacy, you could potentially see what their activity is. But- not even my friends can Hold see on. my Venmo activity. So I won't become friends with like my like tutor. Tutor, exactly. Like, but I Venmo her regularly. So she's not automatically your Venmo friend no. if you Venmo her. No. See, I didn't even know that you could have a Venmo friend. I think it's a request. I mean, my, all I know is my activity is not public. That is bad 
shit crazy it's to me. It's really, really weird. And it's weird to me when I see like former coworkers, like giving each other lunch money or yeah. like, hey, like reimbursement for flowers. Like it's very strange to me. I know. That I can see other people's activity and I don't want to unfriend them. It's weird. I don't uh, want to see, see First it. of all, this is now I, I'm obsessed. I didn't know you could even unfriend people or friend I mean, I feel them. like you can unfriend I thought, anyone. First of all, I thought everyone that was my Facebook friend I see on Venmo, first of all. Okay, that's probably a setting. Oh, okay. Well, this is the thing. So I I am obsessed. Those of you who have your activity public, I'm obsessed with you. I can't, I'm not public because I don't want people to see who I'm paying and getting paid by. Agree. But once I see it in my feed, you guys, I become obsessed with you. And I might stalk you on Venmo. There's people I have stalked because I'll like go into some someone. And like, I'll see like, it's a boyfriend and a girlfriend and they're paying each other. And I'm like, what are they what paying, are they each, paying other each other for? for? Or well, they write like shrimp or taco night. And I'm like, I'm fascinated. I follow a, like a divorce, this person I know that's divorced. I know he's not listening to this, but he's constantly like taking money from his ex-wife for these really petty things. And they itemize it on Venmo. That's so weird. And I'm like, don't you want to make that private? But at the same time, please don't. Because I'm kind of obsessed with the fact that I can read it. All I'm saying is I'm not proud, but I don't want to stop. And I once wanted someone I know to break up with her boyfriend because she was constantly Venmoing him for like food. And I was like, can't he buy you some fucking food? Sorry, guys. I'm a little old fashioned like that. Take your girlfriend to dinner. Don't make her Venmo you for shrimp. Unless, of course, you can't afford it. Sorry to keep referencing shrimp, but it's the only emoji (laughs) I see on there. I see it a lot. So I go somewhere different. I go more stalkery and I go, oh, my friend just paid our other friend for, and it was a gift. Like, am I missing out on a birthday gift that I should have contributed to? Oh, like, you have like, how come I, I, it's, is, it's not, it goes into this weird thing. Like, wait, did I miss something? Should I have done that? And I just feel like I just want to be a part of it. And if I'm Venmoing you guys, I happen to write really good inappropriate Venmo captions. There's a lot of like, I'm always wondering if someone's a drug dealer. They're 100% no drug dealer is on Venmo. You don't think? Maybe actually. I don't know. Like, or else- Wouldn't you like be, how would you do that and not be worried about the paper trail? I am so, so paranoid about every type of paper trail. Like it used to be like back in the day, like I wouldn't talk on the phone and tell people secrets and stuff because I'd be worried like that, like the government was like, are you joking? No. And then I was like, we have to text it. And now I feel like- Oh, you felt the texting, putting it in writing. I used to think that. Actually putting it in writing. No, now I'm less concerned about the government tapping into my phone than I am like getting caught, like writing something. Like there's nothing worse than like writing something, screenshotting it, and then sending it to the person that you screenshot. I've done that. I have too. And it's so (laughs) awkward. And then you have to change your identity. So I was once dating someone who was really into coolers. Igloo. It was an igloo. It was something. But this was a whole new world for me because I am Jewish. Me too. Kim, uh, her husband is Italian, not Jewish. And I was dating an Irish Catholic guy. 
And he was really into his cooler. People are really into their coolers. And I was wondering if it were was a cultural thing. I think it is. Because as Jews, I mean, I, I bring food everywhere. I get in a car. I have a bag of 4,000 snacks. I, if I travel, I'm traveling with food. I bring food wherever I go. Absolutely. But I would never occur to me to bring something in a cooler. Like my mom would pack like a little brown bag shopping with like an ice pack in it with a bagel and cream cheese or oh, like you got an ice sh- pack. I think my mom was trying to give me food poisoning because I never no, even we had would an do ice like, pack. Yeah, we would do an ice pack, but it would never. And, and by the way, we'd maybe have like multiple bags like that, but it would never occur to us to put it in a cooler. Yes. I think also a cooler, it takes up so much trunk space. It takes up trunk space. First of all, the old, now that Yeti makes, by the way, cool like messenger bags that are coolers. I didn't know about backpacks, but the other coolers are are heavy and clunky. They're heavy. They're clunky. They take up space and it almost feels like a commitment. Like you have all of that space and like I would feel the need to like keep filling it up. Well, they would fill up their cooler and then I, you know, it was crazy. We'd go to the beach, there would be a cooler. We'd go. By the way, every time. To an outdoor concert, there was yes. a cooler. It would never occur to me to pack a cooler, but I'm always psyched when someone shows up with a cooler. Because right? it keeps your stuff cool. Well, it's also like, oh, they planned. They that planned. They have beer. They well, have that's snacks. the thing. Like, it makes sense Cold for beer, water. by the way. Because, like, yeah. it sucks having warm beer. And I am excited when. No, no. I kind of, I kind of like warm beer yeah, a little bit. You do? Not, not like initially, not on the first sip, but like as like the bottle goes down. I don't, I don't mind those warm sips at the end. You, oh, the warm sips at the end make me vomit. They're I know. Gross. It's, it's so gross. Because they I also really lose like their it. fist. I know. I like it. Okay. So what happened was I, I called Kim. I don't know why I brought it up, but I was on the phone with her and I mentioned something about a cooler and how the person I was dating was like obsessed with coolers. I think maybe I said I wanted to buy him this new cooler, this Yeti cooler. I don't remember. And then Kim was like, I was like, I don't know anyone who uses a cooler. Dave's parents. And then she told me her husband came from a cooler family. Yep. They cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, it's like cooler culture. It's like cooler culture. It's, it's like one step above, like, you know, those plastic shopping bags that are like icy hot. Yeah. I use those. When I go to the country, sometimes I'll put food in that because I bring. So that's a cooler. You are a cooler. Well, I now have become conscious. You're like a soft cooler. I'm not like a soft cooler. I like a Trader Joe's soft cooler bag to transport right, food. Right. Something that is soft. I think for me, it's the hard piece. Like I was never a hard luggage person, you know? I like, definitely am not a hard luggage person. By the way, I now have one. <gasps> really? And it's a game changer. Why? I don't know. I really like it. I really like it. I feel like hard luggage, first of all, it would hit me in the knee. It would be uncomfortable to tote around. And what's, I don't get it. What's the point of hard luggage? It seems heavier. I don't know, but when I was at work, they used hard luggage all the time. Like we, they were like kind of like traveling salespeople in a sense, and they just had hard luggage. It protects your stuff. I don't, I don't know, but I love it. And I think that that's kind of like, 
a cooler? It's kind of like the cooler. Wait, thing. I want like to just, t- I want to stay on the Sorry. luggage. It's, no, I want to stay on the luggage for a second. <laughs> if you came like to my house for the weekend, is your like carry on bag, would you bring hard luggage? For a weekend? No, no, not for a weekend. But hard like, luggage. I'm going to go as far as saying hard luggage makes me nauseous. <laughs> it doesn't make you nauseous. That's crazy. I, I know I'm crazy. I, it makes me a little nauseous. I can't explain I'm telling why. you there's something about hard luggage. What that's color is your hard luggage? It's blue. Does Dave use hard luggage? No. Do your uh-uh. kids? Nope. I'm the only one. I like went rogue <laughs> and bought a hard luggage. So you piece. don't care if their shit breaks. No, it's just become like it's like a very weird thing. Like, and it's all and it's it's odd because you can't open the luggage. You know how like you want to like stuff extra stuff. That's all I do is you stuff have to things. lay it down and open it up. And I don't know. There's I don't something think about it that's so appealing. I don't think I'd be a good hard luggage candidate. I feel like if you're going away for like a week, it's worth a shot. I feel like you might like it. I don't know why I like I it. I need to be able to, as I'm leaving, I need to be able shove to shove extra stuff Shove in. things. I shove things. You, you miss out on that. On the way out, I'm constantly shoving things into my luggage. And then I shove things. Can you shove things in the front? Is there a front? No, there's no front. Are there's there no interior pockets? Yes. It's like all zippy. Like, yeah, there's like, there's definitely, I feel like there's more space. Oh, you think there's more space? I do. I feel like there's more space. I feel like I'm able to maximize my packing space. I need to learn how to maximize packing. My mom's constantly sending me TikTok. All through quarantine, my mom was sending me TikTok videos on packing. I was like, where do you think I'm going right now? By the way, can you forward those to me? <laughs> yeah, that's it was like, always like people- That's like porn for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was always like people <laughs> packing inside their jeans, like folding their clothes, stuffing no, in their jeans. I don't like- Rolling it no, up. No, I'm not a, I'm not a I, folder I was like, no, I'm never going to roll or no, fold. No, I, I just toss. I'm it, a tosser. I just want you to know every single time I do laundry, I do my socks differently. Like I don't have like a technique. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand people that are doing things like that. The Marie Kondo, it's not. Yeah. I tried to Marie Kondo my shirts for a long time and you can imagine what happened. I pulled one out and then the whole drawer went It's a disaster. It's a disaster, I think, for everybody. For everybody. Okay. Back to the coolers. Back to the coolers. I think that it is definitely a cultural thing. The first time I think I ever noticed coolers was I did a like a girl's fun trip in Austin and we went to a barbecue place that I guess, I mean, was it BYOB? I don't know. All I know is that people had cool, you know, those like red wagons. Yeah. They were coolers that were like bigger than that. Like you and I both could have fit into one of those I know exactly because this person that I was dating had a cooler. We went to Tanglewood where you drive, you park, and then you go to the show and you have to walk very far. And it's not like they have good wheels. I don't know if it had wheels. All I know is it was bigger than a coffin that I would be in. And it was on his shoulder and he was carrying it like he was a pallbearer of his own beer. I would need to replace 
my cooler every time because I'd always get drunk enough that I'd be like, let's just leave I would it. definitely leave my yeah. cooler. Yeah, I would not. I would definitely not and also be when able you, to when make you it. leave the beach, it's such a heavy thing to drag. You're exhausted when you're leaving the beach. The last thing you want to do is, oh, hold on. Let me, on top of like my wet sandy <laughs> towels, like putting on clothing when you're all sticky. You're like, oh, and let me also carry this gigantic heavy cooler filled with like all the beer we didn't drink. Yes. No, I, I would leave it behind. I'd be like, you know, like pay it forward. In the spirit of equal opportunity here, like there's no one to speak for coolers, yeah. right? We don't have, neither one of us is interested in a cooler, but your husband, the people who love coolers are so diehard cooler users. Yeah, Dave you isn't be a the- dieharder. His parents really like the cooler in the trunk. Really? They really do. It's really even like just going away for the weekend. They bring a cooler. Yeah. And what do they do with it? I don't. Do they leave it in? It's like part of the unpacking. Do you guys own a cooler? I bought Dave a Yeti, like a nice one. Like one like like those bags. It's like silver. No, it looks like it looks like a cooler. It looks like a miniature ice box where you would store a body. Do you know what I mean? Like it's well, like it's rectangular. Big. And we just store it, we use it, we leave it outside, we use it as like an extra. Do you ever be like, hey, let's go for like a road trip and I bring would the cooler? Never bring it with me. And we have a backyard and I wouldn't even move it closer to our like where we're sitting in the backyard. Like I wouldn't ever think to pick up and move the cooler. It's you, you know, know, it's it's they, not an active use. It's really interesting. The whole cooler life. But I feel like people like who use it, like there are probably TikTok videos about how to be a good cooler user. I bet there's like cooler cults. There's like cooler subculture. We're missing out. We are missing out. I think this is one of the problems with being a Jew. You miss out on <laughs> it's, cooler life. Right. But we do get really good luck. We do get luck. But by the way, for people who eat as much fish and mayo as we, we do. We should be we should embracing be, the cooler. We should maybe, be leading the cooler. Brie. Maybe that's why everything is like so salted and cured. Because we <laughs> never embrace the cooler. Because we don't believe in refrigeration. <laughs> yeah. Maybe everything is Interesting. Like pickled. And <laughs> pickled and salted. That because we so never embrace it. Because we're like, who needs this? Okay, guys, if you're listening, I want to know your stance on coolers. I want to know where you're from. I want to know your background. I want to know. Are you a Jew with a cooler? Are you a Jew with a cooler? (laughs) That's a great question. Are there Jews? You know, I feel my grandparents maybe had a cooler because I remember, but probably not. I mean, I don't, I don't see your grandparents with coolers, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) I just... God, this is so interesting. I want to call my mom, but she definitely won't remember. By the way, the fact that your mom would know whether she or not won't know. That- She's going to say she she doesn't remember. She's not going to remember. I'm the only person in my family that remembers everyone. It's such a burden to carry around for my family, and I do it for you, you do too. It for me too, and you're telling me it's a burden, and now I feel bad. No, don't, don't feel, feel bad. But I'm, I'm just saying there's I feel nothing pressure. I can do about it because I will never remember. Okay, anything. you guys, if you're. Here's the backstory. I have a memory like a steel trap. I am like a- It's like your encyclopedia, Brad. There's not one detail of my life, for better or for worse, that I have forgotten. And I also remember details of everybody else's life. So it's exhausting. 
when you go to a restaurant, okay, this is a really controversial topic that came up recently. Are you, do you like to side sit, Dave, or sit across from Dave? Oh, we across. We're across people. However, there have been a couple of times where we've sat next to one another. And recently, randomly, I went out to eat with Weston. And I was like, why don't we sit next to each other so I that we can that. people watch together? Weston's her son. I Wes love that. my son. And it was basically so that I could hold his hand under the table because I love him so oh much. Oh my God, that's so cute. Well, that's- Dave is across from me. What about <laughs> when you were like dating? No, we really, so not to sound pretentious, but when Dave and I were dating, we spent a lot of time abroad. (laughs) (laughs) And were you not allowed to sit? No, and a lot of people did. That was very commonplace was to sit Sit next next to to one another. But you guys did it? people watch. And we always thought that it was weird. We always thought it was weird. And- and I don't know if it was like we were young and like in love and like just I wanted to like look at him all the time. See, yeah. I want to touch someone all the time. Even by the way, you like I right. as my friend, you know I'm a huge toucher. Touch. Yeah, it's I'm weird constantly that we're not touching, touching right now. you. I'm gonna put like, my phone under the <laughs> table to you right now. Kim and I are inappropriate touchers yes. with each other. Yes, but I'm an inappropriate touch. Like I want to say this again because I it is a very bad time to say that an inappropriate toucher. I am an appropriate, inappropriate toucher with my friends. You never feel like you're crossing the line (laughs) ever. However, you are very physically strong for your size. And sometimes it's an unexpected, which you would think is sort of like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And you like hit the person. When I'm laughing, I hit. I'm like Elaine Dennis. It's, I don't know who that is. From Seinfeld, Elaine? Oh, Elaine, yes. I'm like, Elaine Bennett. I'm like, how could you not know that? Yes, she laughs and hits people. I do the same thing. But it's not like a gentle (laughs) hit. It's like, oh, I just had to take two steps back because I was pushed across the room. I don't know my He-Man strains sometimes. I'm oddly strong. You are are surprisingly strong for your teeny little frame. (laughs) But, but. And I do do that. I constantly knock people out when I'm laughing. Like I get so excited and I just friggin' punch them and I push them. It's really funny because I feel like when guys are around you and they know you're going to do that, they like flex. (laughs) (laughs) Do they? Yes. Now I got to Now I want to pay attention. Yeah. But how would they You can't pay attention to it because it's it's like you're so in the moment and you're not (laughs) conscious of the fact that you're hitting. But I feel like I've noticed guys like- (laughs) a little bit. Like if you're going to like hit them, I see them like flex their (laughs) bicep a little bit. (laughs) I love that you can see it unfold. I've just known you for so long. And I know that when- and you think guys know that I'm a hitter. I also know that I know <laughs> Physical that you're assaulter. a hitter. I know that you're not a hitter, pusher. Yeah, a pusher. Really, a, but not a drug pusher. Not but a, a drug pusher. pusher. And I know that like when you are laughing or having a good time, like to, I will, well, to take a step back, I will be hit. And I know, <laughs> I know that I'm on defense. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so true about me, by the way. Uh, yes, I know. You guys are- okay, back to the side sitting. Back to the side sitting, not the side hitting. Not, not the side. Well, I also are side hit. Side I'm a side hitter and a side sitter. Are you a side sitter? I 
am a hundred percent a side sitter. If, I've never, when we've gone out, we've never side sat. I'm more of like a, with um, someone I'm on, like dating, I'm a side sitter. Oh, so since you've never dated, I'm missing away. out. Like if, I, if I'm on a date with someone, I want to be sitting directly next to them so, so I can touch them the whole time inappropriately. Not inappropriately, just. But are you like making out at the restaurant? You're like the person I was making fun of. <laughs> Who are you making fun of? I just feel like I would, like, I I am not, I'm not a like, make okay. out in public Oh, person. I love PDA. I know. I mean. <laughs> but I like, when I see a couple like kissing on the street, I'm happy about it. I'd like to see more of that. You're in the world. so much nicer than me. Well, like, I don't know why people are like, room. yeah, what is that get a room? I think it's so nice. It's like, it's so nice I to say. I don't have a problem. Uh, okay. So I feel like there's a line. And well, I'm not, I don't make people uncomfortable. I'm not going to make you uncomfortable. But like sometimes, like, I, and again, I, I feel like it like goes back to maybe when we were younger, but like seeing people kiss and hook up, adorable. It's so cute. You're so happy. Seeing an old couple also makes me really happy. Me too. When they're like really affectionate. But when hips start to get involved, it grosses me out. Why, I mean, like hips? What is that? <laughs> I don't Where know. That you just from? said hips. I don't <laughs> I know. I feel like a grandma. You are. Like that is hips getting involved. It's like, <gasps> by the way, that's something. As soon as they're hips. <laughs> are getting involved, young lady. You're going to be home for dinner. You're like talking about a school dance. You're like, no hips involved. Oh my God. No, I, so weird. I don't know. I like to side sit my dates. And if I'm on a date, even if I'm in a relationship, I want to side sit. I do not like, I feel very far away when I'm across the table. Okay. I mean, do the people that you've dated feel comfortable with the side sit? I never ask and, them. Oh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you have a side? Do you have a side? That's a very good question. So like... I've had a side of the bed forever. Forever. Huh. I have a side of the bed. Okay. So, and I don't know what and, I would do if I you, dated someone that had the same side. So I'd what, have to break up with them. Will you get... No. <laughs> I could never also be a separate bed person. No. Me neither. My, gran- a, my grandparents, like my dad's parents were like that. It's weird. So when you get your picture taken, do you always like show a side? I mean, probably out of habit. Okay, but like so but when I'm side sitting, would you be upset yeah, if it's the I left so. or the right? Yes, it's a, such a good question. Yes, I I want people to sit probably to my right cuz I'm a righty and I want to turn in. I don't I don't know. Okay, I don't so think I have a ambi side. I'm ambi side sitting, but I am 100% side sitter. Uh, clearly. I feel like now I'm going to be mad if I see you side sitting with another one of our friends. I cuz I've never side sat. I'm with surprised you. I haven't. But I usually, if I'm with you and we're somewhere like at a house, if you if we're at a party, like I'll sit, sit on, on your lap. lap. On I was going to say you yes. get better than side sitting. Yeah. I sit directly on you, on top of me, always. Half of my pictures, I'm like, sitting on your lap. You're sitting on my lap. 100%. So how could you say you don't side sit with me? But we don't. I sit on you. That's no, even you better. You brought it up as a restaurant. At a restaurant other than Corner Bistro. Corner which, Bistro, you guys, is our spot, and you can't side sit there. Because you're in those wooden booths. No, but I feel like there have been times where we've been in the booth and we sat across from each other. Yeah, we sat across. Yeah. But we, you, Could there was we have no, side sat? no, because I think we no. were sandwiched yeah. in between people. And I only right. know that because we made friends. Remember, we made friends with the yes. girl who was making her own potions, like her perfume. Oh, my what God. Was she making? I completely forgot all about that. 
but she was making, was it potions, like aromatherapy potions? Something. And then you were jumped in that you were making this stuff. This is what happens in Brooklyn, you guys. Kim lives in Brooklyn. You you make your own stuff there. It's really weird. What were you making? You had the bottles. You guys were talking about the bottles. I was making my own fire cider, which you just no, gave me No, but this some. was something else. No, you no, were making- That's the only thing I- it, No. That's, Yes. Kim, my memory. I know. I know the answer to this. Um, the only thing I've ever made and bottled myself yeah. were fire cider and, and elderberry syrup. It was elderberry syrup. That's what it was. Because it smells disgusting. It was elderberry syrup. It's the most disgusting smell. I don't even know ever. what it is. What's it for? It's like to boost your immunity. Oh, right. I ate those during the pandemic, those gummies. Yes, they're really my good. My mom would send them. They're like purpley and the syrup tastes delicious, but weirdly the dried berries smell like vagina when they cook. It's disgusting and not good vagina. It is rare, but you've just left me speechless. I don't even know what to say or ask. This is not a PG podcast. No, it's explicit. I don't think vagina is like a bad word. I love saying vagina. I I am always one degree away from saying vagina. It wasn't a pleasant vagina smell. In fact, it was bad vagina smell. I wonder if Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle smells like elderberry. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) if you ever go through another pandemic and you're like, oh, I'm just going to brew my own elderberry tea, don't because it smells really bad. Fire cider is easier and I can give you some recipes. Thank you. You're welcome. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.